Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, Fits a Definite Maybe, a podcast for those of you who are just trying to figure it all out, with your favorite co-hosts, Stella and Rosie. On today's episode, we're talking about cancel culture. We'll chat about how TikTok in particular has turned the tables from cancelling Johnny Depp towards cancelling Amber Heard, whether cancel culture actually does any good, and the lasting impact cancel culture can have. At the time of recording this, Stella, the Johnny... I was going to say Johnny Heard, that's not right. Amber Heard, Johnny Depp case has been literally my entire TikTok for you page. Same. It's probably died down a little bit, but it definitely was a big, it was very sensationalized and just Mm. so much coverage on it. What's been really interesting is that up until this case, a lot of people had canceled Johnny Depp based on what Amber Heard had said. Mm Mm-hmm. Bit of a trigger warning, the whole original thing was claims about domestic abuse and being a domestic abuse survivor or victim mm-hmm. as per Amber Heard's stories or words. And so people cancelled Johnny. He was dropped from contracts. He was dropped from the part of the Caribbean franchise. Basically ruined his career. From Fantastic Beasts as well. Oh, was he? So yeah. sad. I love Johnny. Which, to be honest, a lot of people were saying he shouldn't have originally been cast in that role because he wasn't right for the role anyway. So I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing, but obviously horrible that he lost out on work because of these accusations, particularly if they were not true. Oh, yeah, and which has been interesting seeing it across everywhere and every single person that has something to do with law or the legal world putting in their two cents mm-hmm. about how the case is going. And by the time this is out, I think we will already have a verdict. And basically what we've seen is that although someone can get cancelled, that can quickly change or vice versa, someone could be cancelled very quickly. Hence why today we want to talk about cancel culture because since seeing this particular court case, Amber Heard's now been cancelled and Johnny Depp has been uncancelled, <laughs> reinstated. <laughs> I don't know what the terminology for reverse cancelling someone <laughs> revoked (laughs) his cancellation has been undone i don't know i'm gonna stick with (laughs) uncancelled let's go with that let's do that and before we jump in any further i know a lot of our generation will know what cancel culture is but if you don't know the term it essentially is call out culture and it's essentially removing support for a certain person or brand and whatever work that they're doing due to a certain opinion or action that is probably not very accepted. Um, And in this case, it could be sharing racist comments. It could be being sexist. It could be maybe pro-gun in the light of, in light of everything that's happening in America with all of the unfortunate and heinous crimes going on Mm. there, for example. Well, what I also find really interesting is how quick, society is to cancel people it feels like there's constantly someone who's cancelled and it happens pretty quickly as well so it Mm -hmm. begs the question is the evidence damning enough and is there enough evidence to properly cancel that person or warrant cancelling that person as opposed to someone just saying something slightly insensitive and then everyone jumping down their throat but they didn't exhibit a pattern of behaviour. We spoke about this in a previous episode as well. I think the tone deafness, yeah, I think we've covered it briefly in a couple of different episodes in the past, but it it is kind of a shame that people are so quick to jump down people's throats 
particularly right. when there's a lot of evidence that at the time wouldn't have come to light. Like with the whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation, all the all the information that we had was pretty limited, to be honest. We had these accusations that Amber Heard had made and paparazzi shots of Johnny Depp being drunk and disorderly or whatever it is that he was doing at the time. But we didn't really know the details, yet everyone was very quick to cancel Johnny Depp over what people had heard. But I guess on the flip side, it is good that the accusations were taken seriously. I think the good thing about cancel culture, if applied appropriately, is it holds people accountable. And it it puts this recognition on people like, hey, that's shit, you shouldn't do that, or we're in 2022, we're better than that, which is good. But then I think there are so many examples where this mob mentality comes in, especially Absolutely. with the spread of news and gossip and media with social media and the, it's just how quickly things spread is that people just sort of jump into almost like a lynch mob when they think, okay, well, this influencer said that influencer A said something bad. Okay, well, we're, we're going to believe them now because a million people said to do it and so many people are uneducated. So it's it's a very fine line between is it good and believable? Cool, we should cancel this person because they were a domestic abuser. We don't want that. Or is it bad because, whoops, we just cancelled someone when they didn't actually do anything? I, I do see where you're coming from in terms of holding people accountable, but I think at the same time, we need to be conscious of not being so quick to cancel people and not totally. getting an understanding of the situation because are we holding people to a much higher standard than is reasonable to expect as well Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those cases where celebrities and influencers people in the public eye get a lot of passes in a lot of different scenarios but I think this is one where it would suck to be an influencer or celebrity someone with a public following and have every little thing that you say or do be scrutinized Right. And people jump down your throat for something that some racist guy down the street might be saying, but because you are in the public eye, people take it more seriously when you say it. I guess the reason is because you have a platform and therefore you have a responsibility to do right by the people who are following you as well and, you know, share educated opinions and don't speak out of turn on things that you don't know about or just be a little bit aware of how what you say affects certain groups of people. <laughs> I don't think that's that hard. You touched on something that I found really interesting, especially going through COVID, is a lot of influencers who would share DMs and or hundreds of comments of, oh, I used to really like you and I used to follow you, but you didn't make a post about voting well you didn't make a post about masks well you didn't make a post about getting your vaccine and just because someone with a blue tick didn't actively share their support for something people assume like oh they don't support it like it it frustrates me that they people can get cancelled in I guess a smaller way in that sense purely because they just didn't feel like they had the right to say something or they didn't want to comment on it doesn't mean they don't support it just because they're quiet people are so quick to judge and be like oh well influencer Rosie didn't say that she was pro vaccines for COVID so that must mean automatically must mean she's an anti-vaxxer and it's just it's wild well a fascinating example of this is I'm pretty sure Charlie D'Amelio who is a TikTok 
influencer for those of you who aren't across She's TikTok and haven't heard the name before. 140 million followers, I think. I know, it's ridiculous. It's That's on a whole other level. But when the Black Lives Matter movement was at its peak of popularity on social media and people were posting a profile photo of a blacked out screen, she had done that. And there were all of these people commenting saying, oh, when Charlie D'Amelio changes her profile photo, it's going to be, you know, a huge day, whatever. And the assumption in that case is if she changes her profile picture, that means all of a sudden she's not supporting Black Lives Matter anymore, which isn't necessarily the case. It's just she's changing her profile photo. What you stand for doesn't necessarily change just because... You're not outwardly talking about that thing at every given moment of the day. But it's interesting that people are immediately jumping to, oh, Charlie D'Amelio is going to be cancelled when she changes her profile photo. When are we really cancelling people over something like that? She's not saying that she's not in support of Black Lives Matter anymore. She's just... Let her live her life. Yeah, doing her thing and not outwardly displaying that support maybe in a more obvious way than Mm -hmm. other ways. But again, doesn't mean she's not supporting that movement anymore. And, I mean, I had even forgotten that that had happened and it just shows how quickly this concept of cancel culture, especially when it relates to whatever person, it just moves so quickly. I mean, there's so many examples that people were cancelled, they would get hate comments and then six months would pass and we forget. I mean, I think of James Charles as a big one. So he's a, first and foremost, a beauty YouTuber and is now massive in the beauty world with brand deals and TikTok and his own beauty line, I think, and I don't even know. And he lost hundreds of thousands of YouTube followers and it was a whole thing because of some saga of, I think he was outing someone and then she outed him about something. I'm not recounting this very well. But basically he was cancelled and people started with, the person he got this internet feud with. I think people forgot about that like three months later and then he just kept going and it was fine. To be honest, I think he's been cancelled a number of times now by this point. I think so. (laughs) I think it's become a bit of a joke, but yet he still has 36 million TikTok followers, plenty of brand deals and getting millions of dollars. So he obviously hasn't been correctly cancelled or has been an exhibit of how surface level cancel culture is that Gen Z are like, oh, we don't like this person. And then they move into the next person they don't like. And that original person is like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep going then. We're so quick to cancel, but what does that canceling actually mean if it doesn't it, do anything? If it lasts for like two days? Yeah. It, <laughs> I think it brings more bad in the sense of people bullying and just judging so someone without negativity. having all of the evidence. But it doesn't do anything, it doesn't bring any change. It's just making someone feel bad about themselves and showing that we can all be internet trolls and then we move on. Well, this is the thing. Everyone on the internet loves to have an opinion and because the internet is so anonymized as well, people have less of a filter with what they say online with trolls or even just just thinking about things that you might have posted in the past. Would you have said those things to that person's face? Or are you just saying it because 
there's a level of anonymity, even if your name is attached to it Mm. and they can see that it's you who has posted that thing, Mm -hmm. there is this sense of, oh, it's just the internet, it doesn't really matter or, oh, they're not going to see it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And I think it's one of those cases where people love to have a complaint about things and jump on a bandwagon. love to. Yeah, and that's where cancel culture really tends to snowball because Mm -hmm. people catch wind of something, all of a sudden they've developed this super strong opinion about it, even though they heard about it two seconds ago, and have to weigh in on it. Yeah. Or they hear it from someone who has a little bit more influence or they follow someone Mm. and... That person says, oh, well, I don't like it. And they're following or whoever is their audience saying, oh, well, if they don't like them, I guess I don't like them. People are sheep. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of being a sheep as well. I, I As soon as I started seeing the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard case on my TikTok, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pro Johnny. Amber must be lying. But you realize that she is still claimed to be a an alleged victim of domestic abuse, which is not something we should make fun of or take light of. And, I mean, there was a... There was a brand and a social media manager tied in one that was brought down and cancelled purely because of this, and it was quite recently. So Duolingo, which is a language app, have quite a strong following on TikTok. They're known for being quite contentious, very outrageous, and I think they've got about 3 million TikTok followers, and their social media manager, Zaria, is quite well known as well, being the, the Duolingo social media manager. And I think the Duolingo page had left a comment on someone's video sort of making fun of Amber Heard or at least not directly saying, oh, she's lying, but it was something along the lines of, oh, well, do you think Amber Heard does blah, 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 kind of making a joke and they were cancelled. She was cancelled and now she's already starting to come back and people are like, oh, it's nice to see you. That was like a two a two week turnaround and it's insane how quickly people are to jump on the bandwagon but then how quickly they are to almost forgive and forget. Well, the other interesting example that springs to my mind is Jeffree Star oh, and yeah. For those of you who have been following the Jeffree Star saga over the years, he is another beauty YouTuber and has his own makeup line. And honestly, it feels like he's always at the center of some sort of controversy. He has said and done a lot over the years. I'm not going to unpack everything. Honestly, just <laughs> jump onto YouTube and search for Jeffree Star Controversy and there will be plenty of videos unpacking all of the horrible things that he said and done. But with him, it's a really interesting case because he has been cancelled on so many occasions. It has actually had a lasting negative impact on him and his idea and his brand, as opposed to people just forgetting and forgiving the person. So I think it also does come into play the severity of what they're being cancelled for and how frequently this person is being cancelled. Because if they have a habit of doing and saying horrible things that gets them cancelled, then it kind of makes sense for the impact of that cancellation to be experienced for a longer period of time. Whereas Mm -hmm. if someone said something once and it wasn't that bad, then it kind of does make sense to an extent that the cancellation would have a shorter expiry period on it. No, it's, it's, it's a lot of big factors that go into it. And I think what's been quite popular, I don't know if that's the right term, quite persistent or present in the realm of cancel culture is people digging up old posts, old tweets, 
whatever someone has said in the past, like five, 10 years ago, when they were maybe not as educated and they didn't have a platform, bringing it up and it's almost sort of resurfacing to haunt influencers, celebrities, people of of great influence. I guess that's why they're called influencers. And people being like, oh, well, this person had one racist tweet 10 years ago, so we're going to cancel them now. And it happened to this girl called Tinks, who is a, I don't know if she started on YouTube or TikTok, but she's got at least a million TikTok followers. So a very decent following. And some person, a journalist, whoever it was, found a screenshot of a tweet from 2010. So 12 12 years ago, a long time ago. And she had made a few lighthearted racist comments, a few sexist comments, a few things, having a dig about Kim Kardashian's body image, retweeting things from, I think, in more recently, from things that were sort of pro-Trump, which a lot of people are not pro-Trump, which is valid, but then also people should be allowed to vote who they want. I'm not going to vote Trump. Anyway, I'm digressing. Basically, old things have resurfaced. She got wildly cancelled. And now I think people like her again. And I basically where I'm trying to go with this, a very long-winded question is, what are your thoughts on people resurfacing very old post tweets, views to cancel someone in modern day? I feel like that's unfair. Yeah. I think so. If it was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, that feels like it's a very long period of time to then bring something up. And you would assume at least that there would have been a lot of personal growth that happened during that time. And also thinking about how quickly society is changing. Mm -hmm. We have learned so much about a lot of different things, even in the last five years, for example, with gender identity and sexuality. And there are all of these things that were once maybe more widely accepted that aren't so much anymore Mm -hmm. in terms of how we go about language and treating certain people and just the way that we go about our day-to-day lives. So, we're constantly growing and evolving every single day. And to me, it feels really unfair to hold someone accountable for something that they said 10 or 15 years ago when they were a very different person, society was in a very different place, particularly as well, like you said, they didn't have a platform at the time. Yeah. It feels unfair to hold them accountable for that as if it was said yesterday. I agree. And we're not trying to normalize or say that it's okay to be racist or sexist or whatever it is that those controversial things. We're not condoning that sort of behavior, but I think it's looking at the time length, I think is a big one. And it's a context thing. It's very context, contextual. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to these situations and you need to take into account a number of different contextual factors Mm -hmm. that it's not necessarily always a black and white situation. For sure. Or a cut and dry situation. There are shades of grey in there somewhere. (laughs) We're here to talk about the shades of grey. Yes, we are. Not the 50 shades, but some. No. No, we are not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Look, let's let's not let's leave the Fifty Shades of Grey to another day. <laughs> what we're saying is that cancer culture is kind of pathetic and it doesn't achieve much good, and people just kind of move on so bloody fast. And that's just the world of social media these days. That's just life. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I doubt it's going to change anytime soon. So love that for us. Love that cancer culture is present. 
Woo. Good times. What a, a lovely note to finish this episode on. So positive for the future. Woo-hoo. Yay. Everything's going to end up in such a better place. Just Can't kidding. Wait. Cancel culture. As long as we don't get cancelled, I think it's fine. We're doing okay. <laughs> Anyway, I I think that's enough for today, Stella. I think so. (laughs) As always, thank you so much for listening, guys. We love having you around. Make sure you head over to socials where we can continue the conversation there. We will drop our social links and our email address as well in the show notes if you have anything you want to chat about or you just want to keep up to date. And as always, remember to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this right now. Send this episode to a friend. Send it to your mum, your co-worker. I don't know. Send it to someone. Share the love a little bit. Send it to your bit. nearest influencer. Have, it, have a know. chat about cancel culture. It's an interesting topic. <laughs> That's why we're talking about it now. Otherwise, we will see you next week when we discuss another area of life that might not have a one-size-fits-all approach. On It's a Definite Maybe. Bye. Bye. See ya.